do the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes, good. Pick up 200 shares, I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask him how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they gonna say? No? I don't want to see those returns? Where's the money, Lebowski? You're gonna make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive, learn how to push. Show him a 3% return, and I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around, motion creates emotion. I did not know this. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> Well, North Bay Saxon Jacks, I'm Tom Home at Burn on the Board. SB Futures up nine, up. Haven't seen that this week yet. As that futures up 37. Uh, <clears throat> Kevin, how are you? We're a little late, but we're here. Yes, I, I was about to uh, offer condolences to the late Tom Howe. No, no, not yet. Not yet. we got to keep those flowers in the in the fridge for a while. Just saying. Keep my nice. Keep my nice. By the way, can you, still buy okay. a, can you still buy a flower car? Remember they used to have those? Uh, what, you mean a car with a whole flower finish, like a, a, a VW microbus? No, remember the funerals used to have the, the hearses? Oh, the, oh, the flower car for the funeral. Yeah. In other words, the uh, Cadillac version of the uh, um, El Camino. Yeah, but it was it was all in the right angle, so the flowers went in just right. I'm not familiar with the flower See, car. See, you're, you're you're too young for this stuff. Yeah. I've been have, there, was a, there was a car that was the flower car, and they'd bring the flowers to the... And that's all it did. We had the hearse car, get a few limousines for the people, and then right behind the hearse car was the flower car. Now, is it like the flower girl at a wedding? Does it lay down some petals? For uh, well, it did, actually, the flowers went in, and they kind of, it was designed in such a way where they kind of stood up by the back window, and ah. the, the base was near the back, and you brought them sometimes to the church, and then you brought them to the, to the sometimes to the, to the gravesite. But you definitely brought them to church, right, Kevin? Yeah, but to, to answer Matt's question directly, if you drive fast enough, yeah, it'll scatter a few petals here and oh, there. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. So I told Audrey I was going to try and find one of those on the Internet, and she goes, I'm not riding in it. So, you know, she's no fun. <laughs> what can I say? The, uh, yeah, you, either that or you can go with the uh, um, uh, Willie Stokes approach, the, the Cadillac coffin. That would be cool, too. I think they had one in the, uh, didn't in the Godfather funeral, didn't they have like three or four of them in the funeral? I think they did. It was like the car yeah, they might have. The cars were like 58, 58 Cadillac. Those are, those are limousines that were limousines. The 58 Cadillacs and 57s and 59s. Those are cool. <clears throat> but uh, all kinds of crazy stuff here going on. Uh, here's a good one, Kevin. Uh, New York judge freezes assets of three arrows capital as crypto firm's founders remain underground. <laughs> You're dealing with some incredible people in that industry running around telling you to buy stuff that they just bought. I just, you know... I hope nobody gets hurt in there, but it's, I think it's... Let's, let's define underground. Does that mean that they have, uh, uh, you know, they, they've tried to uh, fall off the map, or does that mean uh, somebody put them underground? I think they're paying me big money... Speaking of flower cars. Yeah, yeah I'm putting... Uh, I'm, they're paying me big money to keep them in my uh, garden apartment. Is that underground? Uh, could be. Halfway. Yeah. The uh, Kevin, we've been talking about a lot of stuff uh, since you were last on, where there are various... And sundry uh, professors and so forth, but you know it's it's funny. If somebody would ever ask me what the the the, the theme is of the show is, if there is such a thing, I try and tie things together. And, and the, the, the the stupidity of the of the world we're in, or the not so, it's not such stupidity, but how it doesn't match up. If you just been listening to News Radio seventy eight, just you know, well, let's just go with incongruity. Incongruity. Uh, it's stunning to me how, on the one hand, we have Madigan with every FBI guy up is behind for trying to give, you know, take money from Commonwealth Edison to 
do favor for them, which of course we know they pay all these guys. So it's and uh, not saying it's right or anything like that. And yet, Commonwealth Edison appears to be being held harmless. Now, in the news over the weekend, there was hundred times a day, like they do on News Radio seventy eight. There's this poor guy or lady that owns this restaurant banquet hall sort of thing. And there's an alderman here in Chicago. I think it's this Hispanic lady. Doesn't matter. Uh, somehow or another, he, he or she was letting this this lady have like her meetings and so forth, and maybe one of the private rooms, and not charging, not charging her, or charging her very little or something. So the the charge is that they were giving money to an alder person in an attempt to, in an attempt to curry favor, and they're going after the restaurant owner. How is it? In one case, we're doing one thing. In another case, somehow, who who has it? Who has it in for this poor restaurant owner that that somebody's going to give, give go after him for for giving some free rubber chicken to an alderman? I I don't get it. I mean, uh, unless well, I, I suspect somebody had a uh, a bad bout with uh, some food poisoning or may, something may, like but that. But I mean, in, on one hand, if you're small, they'll go after the person. If you're big enough, you're held harmless. I'm just, is, is it written somewhere, somewhere in the town square, if we had one, what size you have to be to where you cross over the Rubicon into into the, the size where nobody can touch you? I, I want to get there somehow. I don't think I'm going to, though. I think that's in the unwritten rules, Tom, so I don't know, you know, I don't know how you find it. You just have to know it. Um, it's yeah. sort, of, sort of like in baseball where you have the unwritten rules. It, then, but then sometimes, you know, they get just challenged. It's one thing I will say that I... I uh, I, I liked the idea about Trump. I didn't, I didn't like the way it turned out, in the sense that a lot of the rules that I thought might actually have been written were just all BS. All the stuff about Congress people trading and not trading, and all these sort of unwritten sorts of things, and the the filibuster. It turns out none of that stuff is written down anywhere. It's just they just do it, and then if they decide to change it, they just change it. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 a, it's an odd world where we live in at that level, isn't it? You can just well, it actually is. It's rules of, in in some of those cases. But then, but if you break them, they just change them. Well, it's you can you can have the chicken and egg argument, but as an example for um, uh, for judges, when uh, Harry Reid decided that he, he was going to uh, eliminate the filibuster for approving judges, um, you know, they he, I don't think he just went and said I'm, I'm breaking them, so therefore the the rule is no longer in effect. I think they had a. a I don't know. They must have had a Senate vote. I'm trying to remember exactly how it worked. I'm pretty sure they had a, a vote, and because he had the votes to do it on a simple majority, they did it. Well, you know, democracy is a wonderful thing. If, if three wolves in a in a hen are on a board, and you're trying you're voting on what to have for dinner, you still want to eat a chicken. Just saying. I would say not. No, I could have a feeling the chicken's going to lose. Just saying. Well, I don't know. It depends on whether they like eggs or not. <laughs> I, I guess so. This inflation report today is a, uh, but no matter what, the, the story is that inflation has peaked. We actually did get a uh, duck down in the uh, the bank uh, Federal Reserve balance sheet last week. So in June they didn't really do anything, like they said they were going to. But then the first week of July it's down like twenty billion. Yeah, which which doesn't really shake with the fact that the, the bonds have been up the last two or three days. And the dollar is roaring, so I'm thinking that maybe it's, they're going the other way. But uh, 
who knows, maybe the other central banks in them, but let's see we got where we have the dollar this morning. It's uh, actually up a tad, or the euro's up a tad, it's, but the, it's 1.0053 against the dollar, barely hanging on top of the dollar, so that's one of the reasons why you've got your gold and all these other things going down. It's not them going down, it's the dollar going up, so... Anyway, SP Futures up 6 now, as if he's up 32. Be right back, Stocks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation of the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. So sorry to interrupt. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Alman. Burn on the board. SP Futures up 750. Nasdaq Futures 
up 29.50. Kevin, is this the world's greatest story regarding this uh, inflation report? This thing was on the back burner, never even looked at it from probably when 1984 to 2020. It's a long time to be, and also ran as a statistic and only come only come back strong. Now it's it's back strong as being a big number. Uh, pre-market, I say S&P futures up 750, Nasdaq up 29, Dow futures up 36. Individual stocks in the down, nothing remarkable. Microsoft up a bucket. Oh, five was down like eleven dollars yesterday. Microsoft was the biggest loser in the Dow, uh, matching uh, Boeing being up ten bucks. So uh, the Dow was down. Uh, well, we'll do yesterday. Dow was down uh, one ninety two. S P was down thirty five. Nasdaq down one hundred seven. So it was the second day in a row. So that's pushing three and a half percent in two days in the Nasdaq. So that's a lot. Uh, over in Europe this morning, we have. DAX down again, 111.9%. FTSE down 54.8%. CAC around down 48. That's 0.8%. So pretty much uniform across the board, almost 1% there. Uh, we'll bounce over the Nikkei, 142. That's 0.5%. Shanghai is up two. Call that flat. Hang Seng down again, 46. But not much, only 0.2%. But 20,797 uh, 20, is a whole number there. Uh, bonds uh, unchanged at 2.95, under 3%. Bund, uh, unchanged, well, it's up one basis point to 1.14. Japan unchanged at uh, positive 0.23. Oil up 64 cents, but still way under 100 bucks, 96.48. So that's a that's a huge move in oil the last couple of days. Ran up 57 cents, 100 dollars and six cents. Natural gas up 28 cents, 6.44. Our bob down three cents, down to 3.23. So we're just if we're paying 5.50. There ought to be an investigation. I'll sound like a, a politician, but it's that's that's way high for a two dollar two dollars and twenty cents spread from uh, from the uh, the uh, unleaded unleaded gas in New York Harbor. Uh, gold up three fifty seventeen twenty eight. Silver down seven cents eighteen eighty eight. Copper down a penny three twenty seven. And we've got Bitcoin up four hundred one, but still under twenty thousand nineteen thousand eight hundred nine. You know we're, we're still watching that one to see if there's a, a further break in these these crypto prices because I don't think that industry can handle it. Mm. We got for us Travis Weather for Sports, Mr. Matt. Yeah, good morning everyone. It's currently 6.36 a.m. on Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. In the MLB yesterday, White Sox lose to Guardians 1-4, Cubs lose to Orioles 2-4, and Diamondbacks lose to Giants a brutal 0-13. Wow. Uh, and weather today in Chicago, uh, currently it's mostly cloudy, 70 degrees, a high of 83, and a low of 65. Down in Phoenix, mostly cloudy as well, 93 degrees, a high of 111, wow, and a low of 91. Now for traffic in Chicago, traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road and Desplaines Avenue. As well as that, traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and Lawrence Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between 47th Street all the way to downtown. And finally, traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Illinois Route 171 and Cicero Avenue. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. You got a second game where White Sox, they won last night. Let me look into that. Yeah, they, they had a double, they had one of those split double headers. So they won a game, they played at like 12 o'clock, and the other one was 7, and ah, those kind of deals. I see, yeah. I, I, just, I just love as those, well as that, Yeah, as well as that, they uh, they won 7-0 to zero later on uh, against the Guardians as well. Yeah. So there's something for you. There's, there, there, there's a, a, a little a little uh, sparkle in the rainbow for you. So, Kevin, I ran into, uh, I met with one of my uh, friends in the neighborhood last night, my, my attorney buddy who's uh his son-in-laws are still playing hockey, at, even though they're 40 plus, and uh, they really into it. And I, I said I kept, I tried, but he did not talk to them this weekend. Even some is why exactly the Blackhawks traded their two best young players for draft picks. It's one thing to, to get rid of your old guys for draft picks, but 
That, that's the most unusual thing I've ever seen. I don't know if you look, if you looked at that. Well, I don't think they're done. Well, I mean, they they can't get. They only have. No, I, I don't. I don't know. If you take their stars, I don't know that uh, that Taves has a lot of. Uh, you know, isn't going to give you a um, motherload haul. Uh, although I'm I'm sure there are. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are championship caliber teams that would love to have him. Um, just from a, an experience standpoint, but uh, Patrick Kane should be able to get them a haul, and they are clearly in demolition and rebuild. Uh, and that was why they traded the young guys. Is they just, you, you know, how many times have we sat there over the course of the uh, hockey season and said, you know what, they're slower than everybody else, they're smaller than everybody else. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know that trading, you know, DeBrinket's going to, it's not, it's certainly not going to help them next year. But if if they are, in fact, amassing um, draft picks so that they aren't that team anymore, that team that is populated top to bottom by. Uh, uh, Slower, less athletic players. Then um, you know, I suppose we'll have to sit back and see if it works. You, you wouldn't but expect, they're, you know, they're they're kind of in the in the position where you know they're they're stuck. They're they're not good enough to uh, to challenge for maybe anything more than the last playoff spot. So if they improve the team a little, that's about where they're going to be, and they're stuck. And uh, and if they and and salary cap won't let them improve the team a lot. And so if you're going to take five years to get there anyway, you might as well just tear it all down and see if you can accumulate another uh, uh, mini-dynasty like the one they have. I don't necessarily think that's a problem. Whether they can execute that strategy is another issue. Well, I just... I, I thought the Brinkett was... Uh, I thought he was like 25 years old and he just made his all-star team for the first time last year. I would have thought he was part of the rebuilding thing. I just... I mean, I'm looking at me... You would, you would think so, but... Um, uh, the, the other the other thing to know is that there there was not considered anybody who's one of those generational type of players uh, in this year's draft, and there are like three of those guys next year. Well, do they get this uh, year's pick or next year's? So, uh, yeah, so they accumulate picks for next year. So, you know, that's that, that's part of what they're trying to do is position themselves to get one of those guys. Well, you you run the risk. Uh, I mean, this, my buddy says his son his son-in-law has season tickets. So he never goes to the game, and he cannot get rid of them. But at some point, <laughs> you wonder if guys are going to stop writing that twenty thousand dollar check, whatever the hell it is. You got four seats. I mean, I'm sure they will. We saw that with the Blackhawks before. You know, when uh, when when they couldn't they couldn't get uh, ten thousand people in for a game uh, when they were when they were on a, a really bad run before. Um, before they got their uh, put together their championship teams. Well, I have a, we were talking to one of the guys the other night about skyboxes, and uh, I was saying that to, to actually to effectively use one of those is is such an uh, an amazing feat of work on a part of a place. I mean, you have to have. I know it when uh, Mesro had theirs at the White Sox. Um, I didn't. I never went to the White Sox box, but I. I did get to use their seats one night on the on the floor of the Bulls, which is pretty neat. They had the the four folding chairs right at right in the center court. I was BSing with the ref mm-hmm. all night. It was, it was kind of fun. I mean, you're right there, obviously. I don't know that that was that had to be ten years ago, and they were they were uh, seven fifty. So I don't know what the hell they are now. But um, but I mean, I know there there was a um, one of the ladies who worked for Jim Tyree. The her her job during the season 
was to fill up the skybox 81 times with different salesmen from the different divisions and make sure you had uh, you know customers in there. But you got to be careful. You don't want <laughs> in some businesses you don't want to put 20 of your customers in the same room. All they do is start comparing prices on you. But <laughs> but but by and large, I mean it w- they didn't, they didn't want you know 10 people there. They wanted the thing full. Actually, the socks might only be 15 or 16, but but still they wanted a nice group. You had to fill it up. You had to be there. I got to believe that this year. This insult, the latest insult baseball gave to people regarding these, uh, you know, playing the whole schedule, even though they've lost how many games in a season, these split doubleheaders are brutal. I can't, I can't imagine if you were a business having a skybox how you would deal with that. I mean, it's or how you deal with, uh, you know, we, we'd never come into town again, so if we're rained out on a Tuesday night, we're playing Wednesday afternoon, and what do you just, like, I guess they think that everybody's just got nothing but money like they do or something, but... But I got I got to believe this is this is a black guy around the place. But maybe not. Maybe people don't care. Or if I guess you got enough money, you don't care. Well, it, yeah, it, it, I I think it's uh, especially if you if you have a rain out and uh, you know people have made plans and now they have to uh, to remake them for the makeup date. Well, you know a lot of them are not gonna, and that's just a big loss uh, right off the bat for uh, uh, for the company. But, you know, my feeling is skyboxes are totally lost on me. I, I want to see the game. And if I have to go sit, you know, uh, on on the upper level, um, and uh, you know, and I and and I have to spend all of this time talk, you know, mingling and talking to people instead of watching the game, I don't want to go. I'd rather go to the game. You know? Well, I mean, the, the skybox uh, really. And, and it, it, what's interesting is uh, Miller Park, whatever they call it now. I know they have a new uh, a new naming rights in in Milwaukee. What they they had two different levels of suites. So they had the the typical skybox type where it's you know up there on the three hundred level, uh, and it's a long way. But they had a second. They they had lower level suites, and the way it worked is they had all the box seats that w- went up to the aisle, you know whatever the aisle was that walked all the way around the park, and then raised it up about mm, five to six feet, and that's where the suites were. And then on top of the suites, they built the two hundred level. And the 200 level seats were very good and are very good in that ballpark too. But the suites then basically had a top row of the box seats type of view, but all the amenities with them. Which well, the was really, the, really nice. The ones at, at Wrigley are, I mean, they screw up the view of anybody in the back in the, well, I'll use the term grandstand, but you're right there. I mean, the, the skybox seats at Wrigley. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're even better than my first row upper deck seat because you're, you're down a little bit. The ones that the first row in Comiskey are nice too, or Comiskey guaranteed rate field. You know, the, that's why uh, Pittsburgh. I must they must know their clientele. They only think they thought there was any 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 park with the two layers of skyboxes means the upper deck is way too high in my opinion. But uh, anyway, we have, what what do you what do you make of? Uh, we got some news here we need to talk about. Uh, we have all kinds of news. What, what exactly is is our president going to Saudi Arabia for? To beg them to pump more oil somehow, some way. Uh, exactly the Even opposite of Trump. He said they were going to be a pariah state. Even though they still have the the the, the most religious, uh, what you, you put people down because of religion, and they should be in the top ten. And every year we don't put them in the top ten because we need their oil. Yeah, he's he's totally boxed in here because he needs more oil on the market to you know to keep prices uh, lower. To, uh, to try and get prices down uh, to where they're tolerable um, because he's got a political problem 
uh, with inflation that is with oil being a uh, you know with with fuel prices in general being a huge component of it because it spills into damn near everything we do and by the same token he's so sold out to the uh, um, the green people the green not the green people but the green movement people in his party that he can't go take it out of the ground here uh, and uh, so you know he, they, they can't amp up anything here and Frankly, nobody's going to believe him anyway because he's spent all his time saying he's going to make sure that you can't drill um, in this country. And then he started following through on it right off the bat on day one. Um, he's continued, I mean, as recently as this week, has continued to cancel leases or not not have lease sales, um, despite the fact that the law says he has to. And so, and, and if he does anything to amp up production here, then, uh, then the... You know that whole wing of his party will not support him, and his party's not supporting him for re-election very much anyway. Uh, at this point, there's a lot of rumble. You know, when the New York Times starts writing about it, that uh, somebody has given them permission to go ahead and start working on whoever our next presidential candidate is going to be, and uh, and so he's he's kind of got himself boxed in. Um, the the man has never had good political instincts, and he's man he has he has boxed himself right into a uh, uh, a conundrum. Uh, I don't understand how people don't don't seem to get the part that, uh, without any question, we are where we are twenty twenty two. That by the year twenty forty, you'd sure like to see a lot more uh, renewable energy. I'd like to see. Um, Electrification of some of the train lines. I'd love to see some electric locomotives on areas where you, 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 they're practical. I would love to see all that stuff happen in the natural course of it happening, and in, in where, you, where you incentivize it a little bit. But in the meantime, anybody who doesn't think that in this world he who controls the oil has way, way a lot of political power that they shouldn't have is, is really naive and, and, and really ought to sit down and shut up. I think, because well, and and we just gave away that political yeah, power. We just gave away that political just, power for what? Said, eh, never mind. We don't need that political. We, we power. need we, we need to be need, beholden to the. We Saudi. don't need any influence over the oil markets. We, we need to, we need to be beholden to a solid uh, to a, a totalitarian regime that basically just killed and tortured a bunch of people, and the guy came in there. There's no democracy. There's no nothing. There's no religious freedom. Now we we need to be beholden to these people more than. I'm not saying you shouldn't trade. <clears throat> trade helps everybody. I think, but. But to be beholding is totally different, and we have the ability to not be. We're not, we're not Germany, so we shouldn't be that way. Now, yes, every year, I, I would, I would be so progressive on actually getting stuff done, renewable-wise, more than these guys ever are. And yet, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in the hole like they are They're in the box. Why? How, why not? how do you get? How do you get the funding to do that? And I'm not, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just asking how you would go about doing that. I think How would you fund the development of those uh, alternate energies? Well, if the, the first thing I would do is I would get our nuclear thing back on track. Okay, and I, and I think how would you fund it? And I'm, I'm, and I'm asking this as you know, I'm trying to be uh, uh, Socratic here, not. not well, I, I think uh, I don't think I think if you look at the the thirty year span of a nuclear reactor, I think it pays for itself. I'm not so sure they can't be privately financed. They were originally. Well, and and so if you can put and and uh, where uh, we, you know this is this has been a, a Thursday conversation with Dan, 
where he's talked about um, companies like uh, Florida Power and Light. How, how do they fuel uh, their uh, development of alternative industry uh, in alternative um, uh, energies? Well, yeah, but, but I, when you, they, you they, ask fuel, me, they fuel it, and yeah. you know, pun fully intended, with the profits off of the fossil fuel. Right. And I, that's what you do. I think the next thing that's what you do. So you want to have you want to have uh, you want to have as many leases for drilling on federal lands as you can, so that from the federal side, the federal research and grants and all the all the crap that they do, um, that would be uh, a reason to have uh, oil drilling leases because you can use what you make on those instead of yes. throwing them into the general operating fund. Uh, you can earmark them to specifically for R and D into um, into uh, alternative energy development. That would be a way. That's the way every damn business does yes. uh, works. That does any kind of product development. You use your cash cow products to fund development of your next star, your next group of stars. Well, I also I think you need to have a very serious discussion about who improves, owns, and operates the electrical grid. I don't. I don't want Commonwealth Edison uh, telling me that they're not going to improve the grid going to South Dakota because they don't really want South Dakota windmills, which evidently they have all kinds of them up there. Now that's something that looks like you can depend on. They've got enough of them there. Uh, the, the electrical grid coming from South Dakota here needs to be as high-tech as it can be. Same thing from Indiana up here and a big windmill farm down there. there I, don't know, I don't know who exactly does the... Inv- I mean, that, that the, the grid system and the wires and the capacity of the wires is, is by far one of the biggest problems in the whole mess. Right, Kevin? Because the place where there is renewable energy is not necessarily the place where the people are. So you got to get it from where point A to point B. Where the consumers of, of yeah. energy are, yeah. So to the extent that you can have, uh, you know, high-intensity high lines, um, I think that's where that investment has to be. And if, and if Commonwealth Edison says no, then maybe somebody else will say yes. Take, 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 take the right away from them. Have somebody charge. And to, to, why, why can't you have somebody... Uh, you know, essentially buy the right away, like you did other bit, and say, "Look, I'm, I'm going to do nothing but have this line from South Dakota to Illinois." And they gave railroads all the right of ways, right? They gave, they gave. Well, uh, yeah, and where? So where would you build your right of ways? Of course, you'd build them along railroads and along yeah. uh, interstate highways. But there also, I mean, there already are lines there. I mean, there's all, there are lines from. South I understand, yeah, yeah. but you, but that's where you have to build right. them because otherwise you have to you have to buy rights one property. Well, you know, I, I mean, we do some out. of the. Some of the dumbest things, uh, Kevin, is we would hope this country has a future. And for those, I'm not going to go into, I don't have that much time that it was a little late. Uh, I'm not going to go into, but I'll just say, say that 20 to 25 percent of all the land in this country was given to railroads. 25 percent, Kevin, that's a lot. And, uh, and, and, when, and you would think that, that this happened in the 1800s, that somebody would say, look, okay, we're going to give... You know, the Chicago, Burlington, and Quincy, you know, 50 miles on each side of the line to sell to put the line together. We, that's what they did. If you, if you went if you went to the, f- the first railroad um, out of Chicago, take a guess. You were met. Hmm. Uh, the Chicago Railway, I have no idea. The Chicago to Galena for the silver mine. Okay. Ah, makes sense. And uh, so they gave those guys the right of way. On each side of the line, and they were able to sell property to, to build the railroad. Well, somewhere along the line, you think somebody would have had a brain cell working and say, no matter what you do, 
you have to maintain, you know, 100 yards on each side of the rail line because we don't even know what fiber optics is or, or, or phone lines are. But you know what? You can't sell the whole thing up to the track because we might need to use it for something else as well. We never did that. Even today, they're, they're, we, these people sell the whole right away and, and, and to somewhere else. It, it was given to them. How the hell do they... I mean, the, the stupidity... The, the collective stupidity for the last 150 well, or, years. Or the lack of foresight. Yeah. You know, some of it's stupidity. And so definitely, I'm not ruling that out. But a, a total lack of foresight on, on any of this stuff. But, I, you know, I, I want to go back on this and, and use a, a really good example is uh, Comcast. Uh, is cable a growing business or a dying business? Well, when you when you cable, say cable, uh, bringing the cable into your house, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to say it's still it's cheap enough. It's the best way. I don't, I'm not convinced that the whole world is going to be on Wi-Fi yeah. and be secure. The uh, uh, they they will it it, it will. Uh, but where I'm where I'm going with this is you can you can tell. What Comcast is doing, they—they know they're—they're not. It's—it's not like they're saying, "Well, we got to get out of the cable business." No, what they're saying is they're going to charge as much as they can charge for it because they're damned expensive, or probably unreasonably expensive. The cord, the early cord cutters uh, will—they'll jump ship, uh, and people will systematically uh, uh, get off of the products, um, you know, as they go, uh, and that's—that's all fine. But they're sinking a lot of money into wireless, not just wireless, you know, phone service for you and me, but wireless infrastructure and uh, building out a 5G network and uh, and and having uh, products, you know, like uh, heavy-duty wireless uh, modems and such, uh, uh, wireless access, so that people don't need, so that when the time comes that the wire is not going to be coming into your building, uh, that they're ready for it, and that's. That's what they're doing, but they're not saying we won't sell anybody cable, cable you know, traditional cable TV and, and internet anymore. We, you know, we won't do that because we want them all to move to wireless. That's what our government is doing with oil. Is they're saying we won't, so we don't, we don't want to pump any more oil if we can help it. You know, we want to scale that back. We'll stop. We'll just make people buy the alternative energies. Well, you know, it's not going to happen. And but that's that's the approach that they've taken. Well, the and and it's stupid. It's stupid as hell. It's the, it's as dumb as you get. Well, the uh, disconnect between people and in, in, in government. I don't know where this happens because we had both uh, Keith and uh, Karen uh, running for representative. Uh, Keith will be in the final election. Karen, unfortunately, will not. And they're to me, they're they're regular people. There's no disconnect there at all. What what's going to happen to Keith in ten years? Is he be somebody that has no idea even where Orland even is anymore? I mean, I doubt it. But what happens to these people, Kevin? I mean, you don't you don't preach and, and, and tell people to tell the neighbor to turn the lawnmower off, and that happened. Air Force One, which is a 747, most powerful one in the world, and, and fly to Saudi Arabia and say you, to, to talk about conserving energy. I mean, really? Apparently you do. Apparently you do, yeah. You don't have Nancy Pelosi. What does she have, a 757 or some crap, or 737 that she is back and forth? And bitching all the way about other people using energy? Get her ass on the train, for God's sake. Like, and, uh, and, it, it, you know, uh, the, what's the, the great line uh, from Bull Durham when uh, uh, Annie's talking about not worrying about uh, nuke because uh, um, the, 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 world's, the world's made for people not burdened with salt?
yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, 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 it's, it's beautiful. You don't even kind of notice. It's almost like a, a narcissism of a different direction, you know. I mean, it, it, what do you mean? I'm, I'm entitled and, and other people aren't. I mean, it's just, it just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, know, I never have, but uh, I just, uh, by the way, uh, real quick, we'll probably talk more about it with uh, John tomorrow, but you see that the, the Palmer House is uh, under foreclosure now, too. Oh, no kidding. They're going to put oh, that man. out for auction. If we had a couple hundred mil, we could pick ourselves up a nice downtown hotel, but are they ever coming back? Well, let's see if, if nobody bids on it. I, I'm, I'm down for 20 bucks. So, you know, if nobody bids on it and the price comes down enough, we could get it. So you think we could come up with, we'll like... We'll just use it for, you know, we'll just use it for the, uh, a non-traditional man cave. I bet, the, I bet the, the listeners would come up to with, like, 10 grand if we thought we could get it. Put that in there, start the Stocks and Jacks bid. set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, yeah for, for the powerhouse. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a place. And well, I, uh, find me for Stacks and Jacks to purchase the Bomber House. I love it. <laughs> God. You know what? It just might work. Uh, can you, well, you have to have some kind of, can you go, go fund me for a C-Corp where you actually get stock, not just funding? Um, don't know. <laughs> Somehow I think we'd get cut off, but you never know. Yeah, I'm sure Finn would be all over me about some kind of a, uh, you know, going out for a public offering. What we're trying to do is buy a hotel with everybody's money. Yeah, I guess that would be a public offering, though. Because then, of course, you couldn't... Some people send one in from out of state. Well, I prefer to think of it as a private-public partnership. The public gives us the money, and the private part is we get the benefits. You see, but you'd be a problem right out of the gate, because you're out of state. So it wouldn't be an interest-state offering. It'd be out of state, and then you got real problems. So it's it's a big deal. Then we got real problems, so... Um, it's really it's designed. Well, look, if we but if we get it, I'll promise to move back to Chicago. You have to understand, it's all designed for people like us to never be able to do anything. You got to be big to do this stuff. The thing, you're, what you're going to see is, uh, you know, on the neck of the Palmer House on the next episode of Flip This House. Oh God, <laughs> SP Peters up eleven, Nasdaq's up forty three. Trying to make a comeback here. Half hour to the CPI number. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know, all while exploring how to live your best life through music, spirits, 
food, sports, travel, fitness, and a whole lot more. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures. It's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into Wall Street's investment gurus. It's for mavericks who believe in life, luxury, and the pursuit of happiness. It's for you. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities. They play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. My father's no different than any other powerful man. Any man who's responsible for other people, like a senator or a president. Do you know how naive you sound? Why? Senators and presidents don't have men killed. Who's being naive, Kay? Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Lone Oak Bank, Saxon Jacks. Somehow Matt Byrne on the board. Yeah, they sounded so young in that. Al Pacino was young in that movie. At one point. SP Features up 16. NASA Features up 62. Uh, do we have both of our gentlemen, Russell and Kevin? Just Kevin. Oh, I'm on the from Lyon, France. Oh, God. <laughs> there he is from France. And, uh, I'm, in fr- I'm in France, man. Well, you've got... Uh, you're, 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 you're doing well because the euro is down and your price of beer goes down by the day over there. I, did you hear that Nicolas Cage made a bid for the um, Eiffel Tower? No, God. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> That's a meme that's rolling around right now because the uh, euro has gone down so much. So. Well, you had... Uh, so, uh, you know, but, I, but I am over here for an acad- academic conference, and then I'm taking a day to myself, and I'm going to go bucket list the Tour de France on Friday. Hey, good for you. Good for you. Are yeah. you a... So there, I never do, and you know me, I never do anything. So, uh, you're getting, you're getting better at, at seeing stuff. You're seeing a little bit of the world around you when you make these nice trips. You're getting better. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit better. Yeah, you get a little bit better. Well, the, the so daughter, now, ever since the tornado episode with the daughter, I think you've uh, you've seen the light a little bit. I have seen the light a little bit. I, I When it gets closer, I'll tell you that I'm actually completely going off the grid in a couple of weeks. Okay, well, you got to tell us where you are. So what, yeah. what, if, what if we don't? we got to come see where to look for you if we, we don't come back. I, I'm going to be in the North Pacific. Doing what? Looking at whales and stuff, and uh, I hope you're looking at Russia from and seeing Russia in my backyard from Alaska. Are, like are you are you talking about a cruise? Hey, but, hey, before we before we get going, I do want to correct you on one small thing from the previous hour. Okay. Uh, and I just know this, but I, I just I, I know this because I've looked into it before. Um, when you have windmills, the power really can't go more than 300 miles. Okay. You can't. You, to put it another way, you were talking about in North Dakota. The, we wouldn't be able to put a ton of uh, windmills in North Dakota and have the power come to Chicago. Well, there are a ton of windmills in, in Dakota, right? I know. But, I know. But the point, the, point, the point of a grid. But the point of a grid is wherever you enter the grid, the next place can push it to Chicago. Correct. Um, all I know is it said that the high-powered. I, I, I did a little research on it in the past, and it said the high-powered lines, the best they work. Uh, you might be able to get the power 300 miles before it loses its 
loses its effectiveness. Well, it, it, there's no question that. So, like the like the wind the windows that are kind of halfway between Indianapolis and Chicago, uh, those are you know those are helping out the people in Indianapolis, I believe, uh, and probably people in Chicago as well. But you it, the distance there becomes a distance issue. Uh, well, unfortunately, I, 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 we're, we're we're sort of on two different subjects here. No, I will. Uh, okay. Well, no, we're not, we're not two different subject subjects, but you are correct. What I'm saying is right now, if you have the standard power lines, the big, huge things everybody sees, and you, and you put up a mm-hmm. and you put up a natural gas plant in, you know, Freeport or Galena or someplace, there's no way on earth that you want to ship that to Chicago because the degradation along the way, it, yeah. it's it's degradation per mile. Well, even yeah. if you even if you upgrade the lines to the best lines available, you're going to have degradation, just not as much, correct? Mm-hmm. So what I'm, what I'm yeah. saying, the, but the whole idea of, of the grid is, if there are power plants in Indianapolis and there's power plants, you know, in, uh, in you know in Kokomo and wherever they are in the state of Indiana that also kind of hook into the Illinois grid, if you can add, if all of a sudden you build a nuclear plant in, uh, you know, right on the Ohio River someplace, that you can now push that into the southern part of the Indiana grid. Well, that means some of the Indiana power now can go north. Some of the Kokomo power can go north. And the whole grid, as you, as you move it around, hence the name grid, some of that will benefit Chicago. Because now, <laughs> well, yeah. am I right or not? I mean, the, the, whole, the whole grid... No, you're, you're correct. You're correct on that. You're totally correct on no, that. No, I, I, if I... If I, I just will say... I'm, no, if I miss, I did miss. I made. I, you know what? You learn at this a lot. You too, as a professor, it's not what you say; it's what people hear. If if I made this, if people <laughs> got the idea that somebody's going to put a windmill up in South Dakota and have a line coming all the way to Chicago, not impacting anything else, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I, I meant it would. It inputs yeah. the grid. That the, the whole grid in the country kind of gets the place to place, right? That's the whole idea of it. Where if a power yeah, in the, in the my my big concern about the grid is I saw a survey saying like twenty five percent of people would like to buy electric cars the next time they buy a car. Yeah, yeah. Do we have the grid for that? <laughs> well, the the beauty of it is you know. if if we sold in the current situation, if you sold all those electric cars to people in Chicago or the or Cook County, say, and and you mm-hmm. give some sort of an incentive. To only plug them in from say eleven at night to four in the morning, I'm saying we got plenty of power because if right now Commonwealth mm-hmm. Edison can't give it away in the middle of the night. That's why Pullman used to heat their plant in the middle of the night. That's why uh, was Finkel Steel has their electric blast furnaces go from like what eleven to five in the morning because because the, mm-hmm. the plants are always pushing. Now if you close the nukes down, now now you've totally destroyed that, right? So I mean, yeah. but I think and what you're saying, and, and, and what I'm hearing, and I'm, I'm happy you're saying this because I can explain a little more. We and you too, is everything you do in fact something else. So you need some sort of a plan. I mean, if if we're going to have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people powering up cars all night long and trucks and everything else, uh, we not only don't shut the nukes down. Maybe we need one or two, because you sure as hell not going to get sun power at that time, right? Or even wind power. Nope. We need we need a lot more nukes. Yeah, well, and, and, uh, <laughs> that's, it's going to end up being the long term solution. And 
they actually declared nuclear power over here in Europe to be green energy. Well, it is very recently, and it, and it is, yeah. And you know, my understanding, you know, my understanding is the best solution, or at least the Bill Gates solution, is they can make these small nukes that can maybe power a, t- a small town like uh, Clarendon Hills and Hinsdale, you know, for several years. Uh, th- there's just a fear about people doing nefarious things with them. I mean, I, I, it's it's such a specialized thing. I don't know how much you want to spread that yeah. around, but yeah. also I think we need the. Uh, of the feeder reactor to take the misspent rods and be able to use them again. Yeah. When I was in high school, it's all I talked about. Kevin still with us? No, he's on. He's in the car. He might call back a little bit. Uh, but no. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, I was. Under, I didn't want to call over him, and I thought he was going to be. No, if he, if he was here, okay. if he was here, he'd be butting in. Just saying, you know. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, man, this is his area. Where is he? Uh, <laughs> well, Carl's Carl's convinced. He's probably listening and and shaking his fist. And like uh, Homer Simpson's father, when I was at, right now. When I was in high school, it right. in high school physics, and I don't know how long ago that was, they they already had the wasn't the feeder reactor going to be like in Lexington or someplace? It was being in Kentucky, without a bunch of rail lines where people get the the old the old crummy stuff there and then come out with new new fuel and a whole bit. I mean, didn't they already have a place for it? I believe so. I thought that I thought you know they were pretty set. I thought it was out in the southwest. Maybe. Well, no, but, um, no, the the, the storage the storage facility was going to be like in Yucca Mountain or someplace, but the feeder stuff you okay. can bring it in there and recharge it, right, and reuse it. It's the whole idea. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I you know you know in one last little thing on that in to figure out how to get us all to Mars, uh, it would be better if Elon Musk just figured out how to very safely uh, send this stuff in outer space. Um, you'd need a big cargo ship. Stuff's pretty heavy. Yeah, well, you just give a rocket and send it off, and and you know just pray that it never. <laughs> well, why don't we just <laughs> that, it, that it doesn't blow up in the air like uh, one of the space shuttles? You know these like asteroids, that. That these asteroids that go by every once in a while that, that we hope they miss. Yeah, why don't we just beam the stuff onto the asteroid as it goes by? There you go. We just toss it up there, and it catches it on the on the fly and keeps going. Yeah, we're Scotty when we need them. Just beam the stuff up there. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, how many how many times a week would you like to have Scotty to beam you some other place than you are? Oh goodness gracious! Um, never when I'm talking to you, of course. Oh, I admit. Yeah, but um, yeah, there. You know, we we we've spoken. I, I love my wife and I love my my two daughters very much. But there are sometimes I'd like to be able to beam myself somewhere else when I when I hear racket going on in the house. Would you beam the dog with you? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah, you gotta have some company. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It, the only way that it's happening is if uh, the the beagle goes with me. In fact, I would I'd love it if the beagle was being to me right now in France. Uh, but France, you still have France. to quarantine to bring a dog there. Or is that is that Britain? What do we got to bring? You got to quarantine. Uh, they don't have a quarantine. Everything's been pretty cool here. I mean, I of course I don't understand what anybody's saying to me. So they're pre- I could be walking every time I walk into a place, they could be yelling at me and telling me to put a mask on. I don't. Know. Don't don't you have one of those little but, thingies? Uh, uh, don't you have one of those little thingies? <laughs> what they call them? Uh, uh, the, where they they talk into the, into the machine and you hit the button and it comes back at you in English. You know, I'm in Lyon, which is it's, I, it's I, and I've had nice discussions with people here. You know how, and, and I'm not going to get into the way it is now, but back in the day, people would talk about how Chicago was a nicer, cleaner New York City. 
that's my impression of here compared to Paris. And nobody has get, nobody's given me a hard time for not being able to speak French. Well, good. At all. I, I, say I can't speak and, um, you know, I just can't. I've tried. Uh, foreign languages are, I'm a numbers guy, man. I yeah. just can't do this. I, I was horrible. That's why I took uh, so. Latin for four years. You didn't have to, you didn't have to speak it. I have no. I've, I've, you you I've could totally time. forget it, and it didn't matter if you did or not. Yeah. Well, uh, Lou says that the whole graduation ceremony at Cambridge was in Latin. Yeah, I've heard that. That's a. Uh, I don't even know when your name gets called. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe if you're that smart, you should know your name in Latin. I suppose. I suppose. Hey, we're, we got these numbers yeah. coming out. I was making a few comments. I know. Uh, you and I were thinking the same thing. I'm 4,000 miles away or whatever, and I was having the exact same thought. Was, uh, I, I, my understanding is that, uh, that, that the people that already know the number have said it's going to be an upside, that it's going to be an upside surprise on us. All right, well, here, here's... So I know everybody's looking for 8.6 to 8.8. .8. Um, I, I was listening to one guy last night who said he wouldn't be shocked if we saw 10. Right, but well, at the same time, they're going to say, this is a historic number. Okay, so... <laughs> so it's not the way things are I, now. I mean, now, <laughs> as, as a professor, it, it, it stuns me. Uh, listen to these, I don't know, the more I listen, I guess maybe I just get tired of listening to them, but the, the disconnect between, A, our people in Congress and the, and the executive branch and the Supreme Court and the, the one percenters that are the talking heads on these financial shows, the disconnect between them and regular people is about as wide as I've ever seen. I mean, when they talk about, oh, yeah. but anyway, here's just just for, as a, as a way of reflection here, these are quote the real numbers from the CPI for the last three months. Uh, April to May was 1.1 percent. This is unadjusted uh, month over month. All right, so 1.1 times 12 is is what is. Uh, I'll do this in my calculator. It's, uh, well, but if you if you compound it, which is something you'd have to do, I'm not. I'm, um, I'm being nicer than that. It would be fourteen point three, I believe. Right. Well, I'm being nicer than I'm just going times twelve. And I'm, I'm doing. And, and I'm just. I'm yeah. doing the raising the number to the power. Of well, so you're, you're making you're making it even more. We'll see. Now you got a calculator that can do that. Uh, well, no, no, I know. I know one percent a month. If it's compounded, is thirteen point two percent a year. I just, I, you know, when I'm teaching compounding, that's the first example that you use. Okay, all right. It's so not twelve percent; it's thirteen point two. But I'm being, I'm um, being way more complicated than they are, and not near as complicated as you are. So I'm in the middle here. But I'm saying, if you look at the numbers, February to March, one point one; March to April, point three. These are adjusted now. How do they adjust these things? I have no idea. What, what do you adjust? But they're always a point percent lower. April to May is one. So if you pick those those three together, and you're even nicer, and you say, okay, that's 2.4 for uh, three months times four gets you up to what 9.6. This eight point something something. Now, but just you, since you're better at this math than me, to go from 8.6 over the past 12 months, if that number were to go over 10 in one month, what would the number have to be? Two. Two point two. It has to be huge. Yeah, it's gonna. It, it'll have to be huge. And I would not. I'm telling. You, I would not be surprised. Um, I, 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 I've got. You know, my two daughters are almost two years apart in age. And the same car that I bought, the one who's driving now, who's seventeen, um, 
I can't afford it for the for the um, fifteen year old. God, I hope she's not listening. Um, and I mean, it, it's almost twice as much to yeah. get her the comparable to get her a comparable. You see, now, you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do as an American citizen. Don't, don't you get this? You're not supposed. Which is you're not what, supposed buy my kid a car. No, you're supposed to look at the numbers and say those are the numbers, like the bumps on TV. You're not supposed to say. Matter of fact, I'm looking right here at a number. You know, you're you're going to get this. So I don't hate quizzing you. you you're paying the ass to quiz because you you always have the answer. From 2000 to today, from January 2000 uh-huh. to today, in 2022, what do you think the CPI's uh, inflation number is for that whole period of time, 22 years? You mean the, how much has stuff totally gone up? Yes. Or yes. Oh, um, is that a triple? Whoa! I, 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 I got you. Did you? I'm going to say it is a triple. It should have tripled. Uh-huh. Their number is point seven three. A dollar in two thousand is worth a dollar seventy three today, according to them. And I'm going to say it's at oh, least wow. three. That's it's at least three. Now, and and I'll, I'll tell you where I came up with that was um, I was talking to my wife uh, this morning, your time before the show, and we were just uh, we were talking about some of the cars that we bought. I've been I've been married uh, I've known my wife for almost twenty two years now, and um, you know it seems like some of the cars that I have purchased uh, back in the day. Well, I know one is a double because we're looking at a similar car for for my youngest. Um, I bought a used Land Rover once for like twelve grand. I think the same thing today would be like thirty-five to forty. Oh yeah. Um, so that's what, that really that's where I came up with that was my most uh, recent experience with thinking about the cost of stuff, which was ninety minutes ago. Well, the question is not so much how do you and I come up with the three times. How do they come up with the point seven three? Well, I'll tell you, just for cars, just for just for laughs, I'll take thirty seconds and explain one. One time, I've, Im- I've not been able to find it again, Russell. I'm, I'm horrible. I don't know how I can... I should be able... If I saved everything I wanted to save, you, my whole office would be nothing but paper. But I actually found one day, for like the last 10 or 20 years, might have been the last 10, the adjustments to the Ford 150 pickup uh, that they included in the, in the price. So let's, let's say in, mm-hmm. in 2010... Uh, maybe um, I don't know, maybe 2010 uh, uh, manual transmission was standard and the automatic was another 400 bucks or something so they'd, mm-hmm. they'd take the list price and the next year they'd say okay well the standard the, uh, now it's an automatic so we're gonna even though the list price is up four a thousand dollars we're gonna subtract 500 because the transmission used to be 500 and then it, the air conditioning is now standard and this and that and now backup cameras and the seats got better over a ten-year period of time. Even though the the, damn, the truck damn near doubled, or was up like eighty percent, according to their calculations, it was down a hundred bucks or something like that. It was bizarre. And, it's, and some of that just with all the uh, with all the cool add-ins. Well, but it's, yeah. some of that's true. I, or some of that's true. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. It is. I forgot. The, I forgot what the highest end F one fifty is, um, but. Uh, I'm, Professor, where I teach, got one, and you know, I got to look around. It was nice. He also paid like seventy to eighty thousand bucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that um, uh, he probably, it's, it's probably got a whole lot of bells and whistles, and it's not the kind of pickup truck that I would have, you know, bought 
20 or 30 years ago if, if I needed a pickup for one reason or another. Uh, if you get the tricked-out club cab with even the, yeah. the, the little things on the side where the, the things come down where you can use them as a step and then they retract into the side, I can't imagine how that works in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to say you can easily get to 100000 in a pickup now. List oh, price, oh, list yeah. price at no, least. I'm, I'm, my uh, my next door neighbor just bought a just a few months ago bought a Dodge Ram. It's got the cab that you're talking about, but also um, has a Hemi engine in it, so the thing goes about 150, which oh, yeah. is needed. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that 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 was pretty close to a six figure car. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they, they, there's a there's a there's a Jeep wagon there. I never in a million years would have thought that that. You know that cars would cost a hundred thousand bucks in my lifetime. Well, the thing I, I keep trying to do it when I do it just aggravates me, Russell. Is it just instead of, well, not instead of, but in addition to looking at the price, look at the price in relation to the average person's salary. I mean, in, in yeah, in say say in that's where it becomes an issue. Well, nineteen seventy eight at Pullman, I think mm-hmm. my last year there, I think I was making like twenty one or something. Because I had just gotten a decent raise, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to say that a, a nice house, you know, not a mansion, but a nice house, Oaklawn Evergreen Park, was about forty. I'm going to say a car, a nice car, was five-ish, you know, an Oldsmobile or something. The Cadillac was probably seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Notre Dame education, I'm going to say at that point was probably forty-five hundred or five thousand, and, and I'm making twenty. I mean, the, the world was mm-hmm. comparatively my oyster. We got. I mean, if you went into the hospital and you, had, you know, if you had a wife and well, you don't need a wife to make a baby, but if you did and you did, and they went in the hospital, I'll bet you paid. You probably paid uh, what? How much for the the uh, the insurance? Probably paid fifteen hundred bucks for the for the bill, or something. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the the difference. And in, they spent and they spent the night there. They yeah. spent more nights there than they do now. But I'm saying, if you look at anything normal, anything normal, mm-hmm. we're we're not even on the same planet. We're talking about. The average car now is higher than the median wage. The median oh. car is higher than the median wage. That that's it's insanity. <laughs> I mean, when when thirty years ago it was a, was what it was a quarter or a third of the median wage, right? I mean, it's but I, yeah. I, I might, no, and, and the other and, and the other part and that's uh, that's why you can't get you really can't get by unless um, you know, unless you're making a, a ton of dough or uh, you got a two income household. Well, that's right. The, 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 the slippage, you know. and Carl talks about this all the time, the slippage in those days was the fallback position was to have the, the wife or husband work, usually the wife, not always. And, but now, mm-hmm. now what do you do? Have your, have your infant work? Or, or something? I mean, Hal was talking yesterday about taking an extra job. How he, 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 used, to, um, he used to be a referee just to, uh, just, just to get the exercise five nights a week. Now he needs the dough. And he's a I professor. Know, I know a family that... that um, that that got their kid working, uh, and his paychecks go straight to his parents. Well, that's the way it was in the depression. My grandmother said, "My uncles went to work yeah. to turn that's, their check in." We're, we're we're seeing similar things like that now. Okay, so while uh, we're, while we're beating on, we only got a couple minutes here before the number. While we're beating on the the CPI here, here's the one that I think when you when you talk about this big shocker, and I'll, I'll ask you if anybody mentioned this because I don't know. I'm just ask. I'm just asking. Uh, rent of primary residence. Year over year, five point two percent. When everybody knows, it's twenty percent. Everybody knows it. I mean, uh, or eighteen or something. And uh, then you have owners' equivalent rent of residence. I mean, the cost of home ownership, 
is up 5.1. When, if and when they make that adjustment, uh, what's that going to do to the number? Are you saying that, are you, are you in, implying that that might be happening this month? That they're going to actually come real with this number? I mean, an owner's equivalent rent. No. Well, you know, back, back in the day, I actually, back in the day, I, uh, when, we, when you would have normal economic cycles, uh, public companies would try to throw out all the garbage with one, of their, with one earnings announcement. You know, there always be just an awful one that they would put everything in. Uh, and, and I had a guy that, was at, that used to work at IBM that he told me it was a conscious thing that they do. And when I heard that they're telegraphing it's going to be a really high number, um, I'm starting to wonder if, if, they're going to, if they're going to try to say that inflation peaked now and that the trend is positive going into the election. That's my conspiracy theorist thing well, about in, what we're going to get this morning. Well, while you've been in France, I've been listening to that for four days, all day long. It, inflation. Oh, you've been here? Okay. Um, how, how's this uh, for, how's this for one? Telegraphing it. They don't talk about U.S. inflation or even the Trump thing over here. They talk about their own problems. Isn't that amazing? Well, I, uh, they, I'm going to lob this one out there from a totally different point of view. And, and maybe, well, you, you understand what I'm talking about. If you look at the, the money supply growth and how how high it was and how it's actually come, yeah. come down quite a bit, I'm going to say that from the second derivative of the curve, the, the rate of increase of pricing, I'm going to say it peaked in April. But because okay. the, I'm, I'm saying the rate of increase, when we're talking about okay. Okay. six months after the money supply was growing 20% a year, it's not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're actually on the bottom curve, but because these guys have, have lied with the numbers for so long, it might take another year to get it all through the system. We have no caught up. Yeah. It's going to be caught up. And that, that's one thing I remember a lot about the last, inf- last inflationary period, is it's such a lagging number. That's why I, I really do believe, Russell, that if, if you and I had some time, you because you know what the hell you're doing, and me because you know, I have stupid ideas, if we went back and looked at, at Volcker, and because I've been starting to do some of this research, but I don't have the, the resources you mm-hmm. have. I'm going to say that the last year and a half, 18 months of what he was doing, he he screwed savings and loans and people unnecessarily. I, I think the uh, inflation was already broken, and he kept the foot on the brake uh, because he was waiting for the numbers to show it. And I think he could have done it a mm-hmm. lot sooner because it takes a while for... I mean, the last... The last six months, I remember Dr. J and I, we lived down in, uh, in Beverly, a few of us lived in this big house. Uh, I'm saying, John, there is no inflation. What's the, what are these numbers just coming in? He goes, we, we have this discussion on the way home. He goes, yeah, it, it, it's over. We haven't seen a price go up in a month, and yet it's just, it's taken that long what? to go through the numbers. Hey, let's, let's go to break here, and then we come back with the number. SP Futures, uh, uh-oh, it's out. Uh, it's down, uh, we're down 30 already, so we might as well give this number. The whole world seems to know, except the people on TV. Uh, let me refresh my page here, then I'll get it before they will. I'm going to say we're, uh, we got to be up over one with these numbers doing this. Uh, let me see if I have it on my page here. Uh, I do. Uh, June, uh, May, May to, we're looking at May to June. No, we're looking for June to July. It's not up here yet. Let me refresh one more time. 9.1, 9.1. 9.1? All right. Well, then, so Every year, 9.1. So what's the monthly? has got to be. not as bad as I think they were telegraphing. Well, we have it. Okay, well, yeah, the monthly is 1.4. Ouch. Uh, that's wow. that's the highest we've seen. Yeah, so, it is. So now we're going to start trending lower, right? Yeah, all right. We're going to 
We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howe, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates, and a good inventory make adding bricks-and-mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. No, I didn't. Honest. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I, I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locust. It wasn't my fault, I swear to God. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. For those that don't know, that was John Belushi from uh, Blues Brothers, correct? Absolutely. And, One uh, and only. And I'm going to say, if he didn't die the way he could make excuses, he would be either a senator or a president today. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, president, I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty convinced of that. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have uh, the, the, we, don't, we don't like these stinking numbers. The S&P futures are down 58. The S&P futures down f- two, uh, 244. 
Um, and we know these numbers, the, the, uh, they've been caught up here on CNBC, but I'll give the Asia numbers. Asia numbers, Nikkei was up 142, it's 0.5%, Shanghai up 2, uh, flat Hang Seng down 46.2. Um, we've got oil uh, up 36 cents, 96.20, got Brent up 51 cents, 100 hours even. Natural gas up 26 cents, 6.42, Arbob Dow 4 cents, 3.22. We've got gold, uh, actually we've got gold uh, look, down 107, I, it was up too, up too earlier. But I got it down uh, 107, and we've got crypto trading uh, down 36 bucks, down 19, 371. The other numbers are all lagging here, so we just keep giving the current ones. The S&P's down 60. Huge reaction to these numbers. Numbers came in a lot hotter than they were. Matt, give us a quick traffic weather sports, and we'll get to Russell about these numbers. Oh, definitely. Yesterday was a doubleheader game of White Sox versus Guardians. It was a makeup game for April 18th. Uh, game one, Guardians win. That was a uh, 4-2-1. And in game two, White Sox win 7 2 nothing. Uh, Cubs play the Orioles. Uh, Orioles win two to four. And Diamondbacks play the Giants, and the Giants won. Uh, the Diamondbacks that was a pretty bad loss, zero to thirteen. Uh, currently, the weather in Chicago uh, mostly cloudy, seventy degrees, a high of eighty-three, and a low of sixty-five. In Phoenix, mostly cloudy, ninety-three degrees, a high of a uh, hundred and eleven, and a low of ninety-one. Now for traffic in Chicago, traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road all the way to downtown. Uh, traffic westbound on the Eisenhower between Costner Avenue to First Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and that remains solid until done downtown. Traffic westbound on the Kennedy between Damon Avenue and North Nagel. It's caused by an accident uh, before uh, Nagel Avenue. Solid traffic mostly uh, to, uh, to uh, back to all the way to uh, uh, Monroe's and a 20-minute delay overall. Uh, traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between 31st Street and Jane Byrne Interchange downtown. Traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Illinois Route 171 and South Kedzie Avenue. And finally, traffic northbound on the Lakeshore between East 18th Drive and East Jackson Drive. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. The uh, these, these are interesting numbers here, uh, Russell, to say the least. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got they, they did have a little bit of a bump. You know what? You know what they've really bumped up here. Um, what? Uh, health insurance a few months ago, they had that as a, they had that as a negative year over year. And now they got it up seventeen percent. So they made an adjustment there. There's a little bit of an adjustment here. I good. I, I, I kind of thought that was going to happen at some point. And you know, one of the classes that I teach at Indiana is for healthcare professionals. And I learned, you know, we we discussed inflation, and and this was the class ended back in January. But they explained to me how, like, you know, when they purchase stuff for a large hospital, uh, they lock it in over a period of time, and it will take, it's going to take longer for healthcare costs to go up. Um, it took longer than, than they made me think it would, so I'm not overly shocked. I, the only thing I'm shocked about on that one is that it didn't happen quicker. Well, would you believe, now, if the, you know, now separate yourself from, you know, the one percenters of the world mm -hmm. to the regular schmucks that are actually buying their own health insurance if you're buying your own self insurance do you think it's 0.85 percent of your basket uh, maybe um for the average person no well uh, let's start from the you, top you've brought this let's just put it this way you've brought this up before <laughs> so i i looked at mine and mine's not eight percent. Mine's lower. But I think oh, no, 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 whoa, 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 not 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 eight point eight. Oh, point eight. Yeah. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> Medical care services. You know, the, I mean, the, the biggest deduction on my check is you know, like federal income taxes. The number two is um, is the health insurance. 
Medical care services is 6.8% of somebody's basket. So if, I'm going to say that if you went back to 2,000, we just talked about that a little while ago, mm-hmm. and you changed that number to 20, which is what it is, the percentage of the economy, <clears throat> we've had inflation, serious inflation since 2000. And that number, instead of being 0.75, might be the 3% you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. But here's the... They did, they did just a little bit with the... Uh, uh, where are we here? Shelter. Rent of shelter, they got it up 5.7% year over year instead of the, what, 52 or whatever it was. So they've, they've nudged it a hair. Rent of primary residence up uh, 58 Well, if if Case Shore says the average house, price of a house is up 21% and the mortgage rates are up 40, they're now coming down a little bit, how the hell does that equate to 58 It doesn't. Well, 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 let me let me let me let me, let me, let me ask, ask you this: uh, If we were doing this thing, and much as I criticize it, I don't want to be the person doing it. If you and I were doing, oh God, it, no! We, we both always say that. Yeah how how would how would we um, handicap the fact that if you and your lovely bride went and bought your house, uh, you know, fifteen years ago, and you're 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 lucky enough to be able to stay in a job and so forth, where you're not transferred, I won't say forced to move, it might be a good transfer, but if you've actually been in there for 7, 10, 12 years, 15 years, your your price, other than the taxes that goes with it, which of course they don't account for in anywhere near like they should, uh, your, your, your costs really haven't gone up, other than your insurance and your taxes, right? So, I mean, you're, right. you're, that whole part of society, even though the prices this year are up 20%, mortgages up 40, hasn't really affected you uh, yeah, until you have to go buy something. But then again, unless you're, you're, unless you're, sort you're of one of the people that yeah, um, so they just bought a house. They just bought a house, but but clearly, of course, if you're yeah. trading houses, you made money in the last one, so you're sort of trading dollars a little bit too. Uh, oh, but I do have I do have one here for you. Um, men's sweaters up eight point seven percent this year. Oh God, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I just. I'm gonna have to limit my color schemes for this coming uh, sweater weather season. Now, or you could you could zero into this. Men's pants and shorts are down 05 percent year over year. Really? Well, are they? Really? Well, may, you know, maybe I could just get buff and you know just only have to wear shorts and pants. Yeah, we just in. Uh, <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to really get buff <laughs> for, for that. <laughs> I just. Oh God. Yeah, that's a, the, the work involved in that's not worth it. Uh, but it, it's interesting, the difference. Uh, men's suits, sport coats, and outerwear up 24%. Men's underwear, nightwear, swimwear, and accessories, whatever accessories are, only up 8.2%. Women's, women's dresses. Uh, uh, are accessories like all the different glasses I buy? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the weird part here is if the, I believe people look at this page I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the, uh, uh, what am I, consumer price index for all urban consumers. U.S. city average by detailed expenditure category, June 2022. Behind every one of these numbers, like bread other than white, uh, white bread and bread, they, they, I'll bet you that if you went back into the detail, the detail for just bread would be two pages long. There'd be every single kind, rye, this kind of, I mean, the, 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 yeah, the amount of this stuff that goes in is absolutely scary. We've got meats, poultry, fish, and eggs up 11.7%. I'm going to say eggs are up 25% in the last two months. But uh, here we go. Un- uncooked ground beef up 9.7%. Uncooked beef roasts 
up 3.6%. I don't buy this one. Uncooked beef steaks, minus 0.3%. Uncooked other beef and veal, 3.4%. There you have it. How would you like it if your job was to figure that out every uh I, 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 did you did you ever see? Were you, you weren't you you were you were lucky. You weren't on the uh, when when Trump was doing all the stuff with the tariffs. And I, one day I was saying something about where the hell do you even find this stuff. Well, sure enough, one of the listeners sends me like the official tariff manual. I, I was I was stunned. That, but, but two things: all, you and I always talking. There's never just one topic, right, Russell? There's always got to be another topic. Yeah. The so I go into the thing and it was. We were talking about the dairy farmers in Canada. Anyway, the guy sent me. The thing has to be. Well, when, when last time Chris was on, and we, when he used to do the uh, commodity stuff, he said for the, the you know we we're talking about during the Brexit that there was like seventy-five pages of regulations in Europe regarding cabbage. Yeah, I remember us talking about this when, yeah. when Brexit. Uh, but uh, you know, looked like it was definitely going to finally be a, a full thing after they voted on it. But they had like uh, uh, the, and that's what, and it, I think that was one of the arguments for deciding to yeah. um, extract themselves from. Oh, absolutely, that sort of. But the terror- when those regulations are coming from another country, yeah. and being implemented on you. Well, but the the, the tariffs you know? was like it was like Swiss cheese, no holes. Less than something something milk fat. There's a tariff. Then there's less than something something else. The, the the page on Swiss cheese had to be forty lines long. And I'm thinking, not only is this bizarre world, behind behind every one of these lines, there's some farmer someplace or some guy who makes this stuff that actually gives a crap about this line and, and give a crap enough to put it in here or pay pay somebody to get it in here. Or or I you know the the. Recently, in uh, I think the Netherlands, they had giant protests by farmers because they're going to start changing a lot of rules on how they're allowed to conduct their business that they've been conducting forever. And they've got to become more green. And they even said when these new rules were coming out that that you know some farmers are going to probably have to find other professions. Well, it has to do and, with uh... and, and they're do- and they're doing it for green purposes only. Well, they're, they're, they're talking about cover crops. They're talking you know, about if, different way of tillage. When people completely lose their livelihood, they you know they, they don't worry as much about you know how much cow belching is hurting the atmosphere and things like that. And you're pushing people in that direction. Well, I think somewhere along the line, and I you know boy, this whole thing I had a discussion last night. Basically, the lady next door was out walk, walking her pooch as I was walking out the front door. We were talking about the. Uh, Talking about me switching gears here. Talking about the January sixth, and she's kind of glued to that. And I've watched the financial stuff all day, so I haven't really watched any of it. But she was kind of glued to the thing. And I said, you know, she goes, "What's your opinion?" I said, "As usual, my opinion is all over the block." I said, "My opinion is, it's really horrible to do something like that and to go in and, and you know push people out of the way and, and whatever those people any, any kind of violence. Everybody knows I'm 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 abhorrent towards. Not to mention it's the U.S. capital." Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea that you'd bring, you know, a gun to someplace like that. I mean, I just came from my concealed carry class. The idea that you would approach a, a government building with a gun. I mean, even if... <laughs> I, I, I can't go there. I mean, I just, I just can't go there. But on the other side of the coin is when the people we elect seemingly, at least at the top level, I don't think the regular freshman or second time through representative is like this, somewhere buried in that building... There's a little creek or a river that you and I can't see, 
And once you hop over, you lose all touch of the people b- below you, and all you care about is the next check stuffed in your pocket. And I don't know where that little creek is there, someplace, but it's someplace. And you can sure tell the difference. The difference in attitude between Keith Peacow and between Karen Reeves and Nancy Pelosi or, or uh, McConnell is light years. And the, so the idea mm-hmm. that, that these people think that they can do whatever they damn well please and screw everybody they, they want to without any repercussions anywhere ever, when we're talking about a country that was basically started by a revolution, at some point people are going to get pissed off. And I hope, you know, hopefully it's just a vote difference, but the way the votes are handling here now, I don't even vote anybody out. I mean, they don't even run, nobody runs against them or something. So, I mean, if you don't have the money, you can't even challenge these people. So, I mean, oh gosh, no. But I'm saying that somewhere, I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near there yet. But at the rate they're going, there's mm-hmm. probably going to be a day where everybody says, you know what, everybody in this building is out of here. You know, we we need everybody. We need, you know, we need something new. I mean, hopefully, we never get there. But these people think they're totally untouchable in a place where you're supposed to be touchable. You're, you're supposed to go to the food exactly. store at the same you're person. Sure. I'm not saying the guys are supposed to slug you in the food store aisle, but they at least you at least ought to have to be able to face people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, and I don't know. I, mean, I wish I knew the solution. I just I just see the stuff degrading by the day. And I, like I say, I, I know I've talked about it probably too much, and Lou wants to talk about something tomorrow. But my my concealed carry class taught me one thing. One is I, mean, I don't want to be anywhere near a gun any more than I did before. But the point is, every person in the room. There's only seven of us. Not one of those people would have even considered being in a class like that ten years ago. And oh I, gosh, no! And I'm going to say no, that I'm every person there, maybe one guy, because he was in some real dangerous area that where he were, but nobody else has any intention of going out tomorrow and buying a gun. And I know I don't. Uh, but the intention, the the idea is, if this continues to get worse and worse and worse, where I really can't walk down to the Tripoli Tap without somebody jumping in a car and trying to mug me. Uh, if it gets to that stage, I want to be ahead of it. I want to be trained. I want to have my card. And I, I just hope it never gets there. But clearly, it's a lot closer than it was 10 years ago. I mean, and for somebody to look me in the face and yeah. say it isn't, I just say, what, what are you looking at? I mean, what, what are you looking at? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I had one of the guys I was with last night. He's probably one of the best defense attorneys in the city, talking about the amount of shootings. And I said, okay, the amount of shootings aren't really any different than they were the amount of murders in Chicago are actually down in the last 20 years. Well, most of that is because we patch people together better. We have trauma centers. That the amount of shootings oh, are, are, are kind of even. I said, but if you look at Hey Jackass every week, the, the difference is that it's becoming universal through the city. It's not just in a few neighborhoods. And oh, by the way, on most weekends now, I'm going to say that 30 to 40, sometimes 50% of these shootings are in broad daylight which never used to be the case. I mean, you'd see one or two, and the rest of them are two in the morning somewhere. And he goes, they can't be right. Yeah, it, what, that, also, that, whole, uh, that, whole, that whole thing my dad, Dusty Rhodes, used to say, nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, you know... It's, I, not just that, it's not just after midnight anymore. And the other part of it is every... You know, I look, I, I'm looking at Hey Jackass from last weekend. Um, you never saw... It, it, there's so many shootings in River North and the Near North Side. Oh, yeah. Well, there were five out in front of the office. Never really, you know, we didn't we didn't have that before. That's where the clubs are. You know, and people go to the clubs, they yeah. get in arguments, they walk out, and they grab the gun in the car, and they start shooting. Either out in front of the place or on the expressway on the way home. I mean, it, it, it's it's happening weekend. Well, I mean, it happened out in front here last week. 
Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, we have five. Uh, yeah, actually, I think I did see something on Wells. Two people killed um, and three three wounded. Yeah, but a, a five a five lot in Chicago. If it's a five lot in Atlanta, it comes down to national news. Here, five people get shot. Nobody cares. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, well, well, I mean, as bad yeah, as it's just normal. As bad as the Highland yeah. Park thing was last week, the horrendous situation up there. Mm-hmm. More people got killed in Chicago that weekend than Highland Park. Yep, but it was you know it was a, a neighborhood type thing. Some, so. some, some. So <sighs> how do, how do we? At some point, Russell, do our, do do we get our bumps in Washington? And Joe Biden is the worst because he he how, how does that guy? He lived. He's older than me, a lot older. How did he live through the same thing I did, and come out with the idea that that it, it was not a money supply fed problem then, and it isn't now? They keep talking about this price is going down. That don't don't they get it that it was it was printing money and sending people's checks that did this? Well, what are we collectively going to go, go enough of them go to your class to somebody somewhere saying, "Wow, the price of gas has doubled." It might say, "Well, wait a minute, maybe, maybe the maybe the value of the dollar in my pocket has gone down by a half." Are we ever are we ever in this country going to be able to at least think it a little like that? In Europe, they always did, because if you go across the border from mm-hmm. France to Germany and you change your francs to Deutschmarks, and, and, and the exchange rate was lousy that day, and the beer cost you more in Germany, you never said to the, to, to the beer owner, the tavern owner, "Why'd you raise your prices?" You knew it was the it was the franc that had gone down, not the beer that went up. But those people learned that from an early yeah. age. We're here. It seems like we never get to learn it, do we? Um, I, I don't think we we learn it because we don't have an alternative like like you would or like I used to in, in you know Europe. Um, I can tell you they're a lot more fixated on inflation than we are because the first question I got from an Uber driver the other day was, "Is the inflation as bad in, <laughs> in the United States as it is here right now?" And I was like, yeah, I, I said, I think it is probably bad, maybe maybe worse, it depends. And then, you know, the other thing, is, it, it, it's not, everybody's fixated on the inflation part. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the stores normally look like over here, but just about every apparel or sporting goods type place that I walk by has signs in the windows that say 50, 60, or 70% discounts. I think what uh, this this is just a. So I, I think things are slowing. Well, by the by the way, when, when you're over there, I would, I would appreciate you doing a little bit of research for us, which you always do. Um, I've gotten a couple uh-huh. emails somehow or another. I don't know how we we got them. We have a, a few ladies from that listen listen from the UK, and we have a few people from Australia too. Yeah. Those people, I think, were here in Chicago and heard us. And, and anyway, uh, I, it's slightly different there, though, uh, Russell. According to the UK, there's Lady wrote and so it said the inflation here. My my utility bills are up eighty percent this year. So I think yeah. it, it's hitting them. The, um, the, Go ahead. the the natural gas price here is multiples of what it is in the U.S. now. Well, I guess the when spread I is it ridic- is it a ridiculous difference? It's like fivefold, well, and that's turning into really high utility bills for for folks in this part of the world. Well, because what I'm, I'm saying is. We're on, we're on the same subject here. We've, we've, we've zeroed into mm-hmm. an, an economics an economics lesson here that I think you understand. I'm going to try and explain it as best I can here. Mm-hmm. When, when you don't pour money into the system like the Fed did, and you don't degrade your currency by doing that, you have the phenomenon, just what Russell is talking about. What if there was no more money in the system? You know, the, the, 
They didn't get off the gold standard in 1968 and sneakily pour money in to pay for the Vietnam War. Well, then when the when the Arab embargo hit, and everybody blamed it all on those dirty Arabs, when it really was money in the system, what Russell just talked about, if, if none of that stuff happens from the Fed, and all of a sudden you have some shock that says, okay, everybody's electric and gas bill is going to go up by 80%. All of a sudden now, the person with the $200 take-home, say, and the, and the gas bill goes from 50 to to 90 which is about right, now that 40 bucks is going to come out of someplace. It's not going to be fed by a check from the government or anything like that that people are printing. You now just have 40 bucks less, right, Russell, or 40 pounds or whatever, mm-hmm. which means that the guy who's trying to sell you a suit is going, what the bleep? I'm not selling any suits. Why not? Well, because the, the, the electric company is essentially stolen the money that was headed for the suit store. So it doesn't surprise me mm-hmm. that in an inflationary era where it's in one area, like, like the natural gas and like the utilities, doesn't negatively impact the suit and sweater and shirt guy, right? I mean, that's the way it should work yeah. normally. But we don't see that because here people always pour enough money into the system to kind of cover that, for lack of a better term. And I don't think they've been doing it. I don't think they've been able to do the same thing here. No, I mean, is that so? If you're grading my little yeah. discussion here, is that an A paper or an F paper? Oh, I think you're much closer to an A. Okay, I mean that's because that's but, normal, I'm a, but I'm an easy grader. You know, there's yeah. been great inflation as well. No well there has been great inflation, yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I, I guess, but, we, but I think we sort of we don't need. I'm not asking everybody to go get an economics degree. But we don't need politicians and people should know better on TV telling people just the opposite all day. That if we can just get the Arabs to put out a little more oil, that somehow or another our inflation problem is going to go away. That's not true. Well, why would anybody say that? No. Because they've got to blame somebody else. I guess, yeah. What would you yeah, do and, if... And you, know, and you know what? I can't say that in the classroom. Why? I can't get into politics in the classroom. I'll get, I'll get fired. Federal Reserve putting you have to you have to be very very I, I'm just telling you man yeah yeah I I can't really you know I, I can't bring that up in the classroom and say well you know that's not true I can't say that a politician has lied to us in the classroom uh, no but you can say I just can't I, I'm guessing that's probably I don't have the job and you do you can't you I think you can yeah. say there's only three ways you can get money to spend something when you don't have it you can tax it. You can you can borrow it or you can print it, and if you print it, this is what happens. I don't know. I don't think that's a political statement. Um. Yeah. I don't. I, I never. I, I don't get into the part. The, the part where you're saying that you know we've got politicians saying, uh, not not admitting what the real problem is here. I can't say that part. I can say that inflation is being what inflation is being caused by um, um, the the actions of the Federal Reserve printing more money. I totally have gotten into that one. Okay. But uh, I, I don't even t- I don't touch it when you know they, they when I don't agree with uh, politicians saying that this is all Vladimir Putin's fault that the price of the pump has gone up so much. Um, so that'll, that'll get you in trouble. So you're saying not only would I w- I wouldn't get hired but I'd last about a day? You'd 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 make it for a semester maybe. You could be a sub. You could be a sub? Yeah, you can be a sub. Well, what, what if you just had like you a, could, could. like one of my teachers in high school used to do, what if you had like a, uh, you, didn't, you didn't say a word, you just clicked on the TV and you'd have somebody saying something, could you then click it off and say, does any, did anybody here have a problem with this explanation, can you do that? Uh, 
Yeah, I probably could do that. You without, in, without interjecting my opinion at all. Um, I think you've just you've yeah. just uh, rescinded my invite to come sit in one of your classes. You can come sit in one of my classes. You can say whatever you want. But just saying. I might be a different person in the classroom than I am with you. Um, well, you're, you're pretty straight all the time. We're both pretty straight. Uh, probably more, probably more than I should be. But. I'm a. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I, I, as I, as I, as I'm getting older and grumpier, I just, I'm really getting tired of people that I pay their salary to lie to me. Somebody else does. I guess I don't care so much, but <laughs> and, and that, that pretty much, and unfortunately, you know, the, I think the really the, the bad part and the thing that I really wish we could fix is, um, do we have, you know, can can we do something about term limits? I mean, the whole government was supposed to be a representative form of government. Let's uh, where let's, somebody let's, was a tobacco farmer for a couple of years, and then they, can, you know, and then they went for, and and then they went to D.C. for a couple of years and went back home. Let's uh. What do you say? That's, we, we, that's how things should be run. What do you say we argue that one next week? Because we, well, yeah, we can argue that one next. I because uh, I, I, I won't be off the grid for two weeks. All right, so because I'm I'm going to agree with you in in your sentiment, and in terms of being any kind of a solution, I'm going to have to push back. Just saying. I got okay. the note ready for next week. So put the note down there. Yep. All right, hey, enjoy yourself over there. Right. Do a little research on those electric bills and stuff, with you? And uh. And uh, get back safely without without like having a, a bunch of delays like everybody else is getting. SP futures down fifty four and Nasdaq futures down two ten. Be back tomorrow. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at ptiprodirect.com. Nadex offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. CairoMed. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. You couldn't close a f***ing window, you moron.